I'm Megan Lawrence, and welcome to the Wild Leaders Podcast. Wild stands for Whole and Intentional Leader Development, and in this episode, you'll be listening to one of our Wild Conversations. Wild Conversations are interactive virtual experiences every Friday for one hour with leaders from around the country. It's no cost to join or attend, and you can sign up by visiting wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. You can also listen on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please follow us and subscribe. Wild Conversations are led by our founder and CEO, Dr. Rob McKenna. Named one of the top 30 IO psychologists alive today, Dr. McKenna is passionate about developing leaders and transforming the way we see people in our organizations. As he will tell you, we have the tools at our fingertips to invest in our people in ways that are meaningful to them and will get the results we need. 30 years of research has taught us how much people learn and grow on the job. We have what it takes to create rich learning environments for the people we lead, and all we have to do is begin to act on what we know. Thanks for joining this wild conversation. It's interesting day for me because last night my wife and I dropped our oldest son off at college and set up his dorm room. Um, I don't think I don't think Aiden is on here. He comes some weeks because he's been a wild intern, and uh, so he does drop in. So I don't think he's here, but even if he is, uh, it was just an amazing moment to think about our preparation of him and just kind of you got to let go. And, uh, and so it was an uh, amazing evening, even in the midst of this very different time for kids going to college. I want to just to say one thing about this before we start. One thing about the process and one thing about this content. Um, as Daniel mentioned, this is at the core of what we're about. I also want to mention that I'm not here to sort of coin a term. Sacrificial leadership, it does occur out there in the literature, but more important than co- coining a term would be to, to have us move toward a concept that is very, I think, difficult to wrap your, your hands around with. Like if you want it simple, and, it's, uh, and this is a risky thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, especially when you have people who actually do, the, do this kind of training on the, who are a part of this today, is that um, when it comes to deep-seated leader preparation for the complexity of our world right now, giving people a simple list of do these five things in an airport seminar or a book that you pick up at the airport or a simple list of cliches is the equivalent, I really believe this, would be the equivalent of teaching a Navy SEAL how to use, how to play Call of Duty and dropping them into a hot spot in the world with an Xbox and an airsoft gun. The proposition of, of actually preparing someone to lead in these complex times requires complexity because that's the reality that we will face. And I think I, I say that because if you will give me permission to, uh, to share some things with you with some structure, but also to walk toward this together is what I'm asking for. Um, because the concept of sacrificial leadership begs a lot of questions. And I don't think it begs questions that we need to oversimplify and answer, but that we need to continue to walk toward. And so I need you to walk there with me. Um, one thing I'm just asking for from, um, from, from all of us, and including me. The second thing is this, the wild conversation. If you've been here before or not, 
um, is, is very similar in some ways to the public swimming pool. Um, <laughs> so in other words, there are some basic rules of engagement that Daniel shared, which were really important to us as we set the stage for how we're going to do this together. Um, and so the public swimming pool, you know this, there's certain rules. Like typically you have to shower, go into the shower. We all kind of fake shower before you get into the public swimming pool. Don't run on the sides of the pool. Don't pull Johnny's hair. Um, don't hit Johnny in the pool. All these kinds of rules that we have, you know, around that. But once you're in the pool, if you play within the rules of engagement, which are pretty light when it comes right down to it, go where you want to go. And so with this, with what I'm about to, to talk with you about in terms of just to present some of my ideas and things that I've been writing about for, uh, for many years now is to just grab onto what you, what really compels you in this to explore deeper because I, and I think we'll, we continue to go deeper as we go into future weeks. So those are a couple of things. And that's what the wild conversation is about is putting together a bunch of amazing leaders and then having you all um, kind of grab on and chew on what you, what you really feel drawn to. So here's what I'd like to do um, in these just a few minutes is one thing is like, I want to try to define this. I'll give you some of the definitions that I've thrown out there. I want to talk to you about how it's different from other concepts and, or maybe different. Um, and I'll give you one example. Servant leadership is something that we've heard about many of us. I want to tell you a little bit about what it impacts, um, but also to give us a warning about that. So what do we know from research that uh, the, some of the outcomes of a uh, sacrificial leader being around, but also we need to be cautious about that. Talk briefly about, this is a lot to cover, but I'll cover it. Talk briefly about the systems that may require a reformation or a change that are very common systems in our organizations. And then finally, I want to finish with this is, so what do we know that they need from us? And what I mean by that is this isn't just about us. This is both, I think one of the things that we have to do as we do every conversation is think about what is the relevance of this for me? In other words, how do I feel about my position as, as sort of as aspiring to this, be this kind of leader, but also to immediately think about and how would I encourage this in others? And so I want to tell you some of the things that we know that, that some of these, that, or at least that I say no with a lot of certainty, but there's a lot of evidence that would say that this, these are some things we should think about if it means we're going to prepare a generation like this. So, um, if that works for you, um, I'm going to, and, and this is what's brilliant is everyone's muted right now. So I just get to talk and, and, uh, be my introverted self and, and <laughs> I'm much more introverted than most of you can possibly imagine. But is, uh, is this, let me, I wrote an article that uh, Claire's going to provide for you. It was called the sacrificial leadership have to hurt. And it's been fascinating. That is an interesting question. Does, does sacrificial leadership, and we could simplify it and say, does sacrifice have to hurt? And some of you I know are, uh, are begging for a definition of sacrifice. I'll give you my best. This is sort of taking a combination of different things. Um, a sacrifice would be a, willing, a willingness to give up something that is sacred to you. A willingness to give up something that's sacred to you, which means that there that what's interesting about that is that as we say it at wild all the time that leader development is a bespoke process bespoke means it's customized to the leader there are general trends we can understand but it's interesting because there are different things that are sacred to each of us and so there are certain things i could assume are sacrificial for you but you may say like that's not that's not sacred to me that's not sacrificial to me um, as an example, you know, we, we, uh, 
uh, I am, I would, we, on, on, on 9-11, we, we reflect on the sacrifices that were made in this moment by so, so many. But if you really got into the heart and soul of the people who have sacrificed, it depends on the person. And you take, take a firefighter as an example. Many of my friends who are firefighters would say, this is, this is honestly what they would say. When they think about what's sacrificial for them, they would say running into a building that's on fire doesn't feel sacrificial. But it's interesting. Just bear with me. Some of those people will say, you ask me to speak in front of 50 people, that would feel like something sacred, like something that I would, be, I would, I would lack the courage to do. And so I think even a, a different firefighter is going to require different, a different conversation about how they perceive sacrifice in their own lives. Um, so let me read to you uh, from this. This is a paragraph from a, a, an article I wrote in 2011. And uh, it's so funny, y'all. You know, if you know me, you know that I go, I wrote that. Um, and now keep in mind that uh, this was a time in 2011 where there were different kinds of fingers being pointed at certain leaders in culture, especially in certain industries about greed. And, uh, and I, I opened up with this. To place all the blame on potential character flaws in these leaders, the leaders out there who were being blamed for certain things, uh, whether it was ethical sorts of things or greed in their corporations, to place the blame um, on potential character flaws in these leaders may be just as dangerous as the decisions that were being made by those leaders. What if our systems for developing these leaders were flawed, flawed as well? What if these leaders were doing what they were encouraged and hired to do, acting according to an invisible creed that has become socially acceptable in our, in our corporate society? While greed may be unacceptable to us, we are more than willing to encourage these leaders to make certain decisions if they benefit us. It's interesting to think about that, if they benefit us. And then, then it's just, let me say one other piece from this, that this goes on, that I, that, uh, I wrote with Dr. Brown uh, back then. It says this, the problem begins when this self-preserving behavior begins to sabotage our ability to achieve the goals we desire for organizations and leaders. If it is true that it is necessary for leaders to sacrifice themselves for the sake of their people or for the cause of their organizations, what questions become important when we select leaders and what processes will we put in place to develop a new generation? One question rises to the top. What are we doing to select develop and reward leaders who are willing to make personal sacrifices for the sake of doing the right thing. Ah, what sacrifices are we willing to make to think about that? Um, I got I gotta tell you that this, this the way of thinking about it. Now, some of you are saying, so let's define this. The way I define this in my book that frustrates some people is it's not like, it's not about sacrificing all the time. And that actually, it's this is an interesting piece of this, is that sacrifice involves a leader having the capacity to have something to sacrifice, but also consider that possibility. So I would, I would describe sacrificial leadership as an awareness of the potential costs to them and to others, and a willingness to consider paying the costs. This is why some of you have heard me talk about reluctance to lead. Like, 
if someone, any, any leader who says like, yeah, I'll take the job. It'd be awesome. I want the job of leading. And you, and they could not answer the question. What is it that causes you to be reluctant? Because if they aren't aware that there may be a cost, it may be a reality that they're not aware that there's anything that they may actually have to, to sacrifice. And we're asking for leaders who, who do this. And it's, it's interesting because right now in our, in, in culture, one of the things that we're calling for often right now is humble leaders. And I, and I believe that's, that's an important piece of the picture, but is anyone talking about the reality that someone who brings a sort of a, a more natural wiring toward humility and connection to others will have a, diff, a more difficult time standing in the middle of the storm when it's coming. And, and so sacrifice is going to, it, it, it involves both a, an awareness of self to, to, an, to a level that the, the, that person is actually aware that I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what's important to me, which is so critical in leaders. I know what I'm good at. And then once they have that awareness, we're asking for someone who would be willing to say, I'm willing to put, I'm willing to consider putting that aside in the moments where it's going to be important to do so. Um, so let me go, let me, let me, let me compare this to a couple of other things that, and I think there, there are related concepts, but I also want to suggest that they also might be a little bit different. Um, so as an example, the concept of servant leadership, which is broadly defined, like we looked at lots of different definitions as putting others first and serving their needs. Um, which oftentimes includes other kinds of names for things, but putting others first and serving their needs. Uh, I would suggest to you that a concept of sacrificial leadership goes beyond just service um, as it's not only the consideration of the needs of others, but a willingness to consider the personal costs of making those considerations or taking those actions. And it, it is fascinating when you think about, um, if you think about the leaders around you and those of you who are in leadership roles, I know that, I know this will resonate probably on some level because it, it feels weird to think about this, but most of the leaders that I know personally who, have, who are attempting and aspiring to a different kind of presence, like being willing to show up with courage and conviction, but also being willing to sacrifice, these are leaders who have people in their lives in whom they have invested and made sacrifices for people in their lives like that who will never speak to them again. People in their lives who are not aware of the sacrifice that that leader made for on, for, on behalf of that person or for the sake of that person. And that person only remembers the, the public thing that was stated about them that they, that they thought was associated with that leader. And I, I hope this is making sense because I think it's important that when we ask someone like this, we, start to, we develop a person like this. This is a person who's going to put aside their need uh, to get credit in certain situations and also their need to make everyone happy all the time and make everyone love them. And I think that the, 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 this is that critical turning point where it's like, it's not about like, this was, I did the right thing for you. And so I made this, sac it's, not, it's not like a self-proclaimed martyr. This is a person who, I just know that it, it hurts these leaders because they think, I know these people, I, they, don't, they don't know that I made these sacrifices and I would never claim those things. Um, 
And I have a person who is not aware of that fight that I, I put on for them. And yet on, on the face of it, this is a person that may never speak to me again because they perceive something, one piece of that, that whole puzzle of my relationship to them. Um, and so it goes one step further than servant leadership. It's, it's actually considering the cost of what it means to serve because that's the real story. The, the, other, the other thing that's thrown around often, and I, these are all great concepts, by the way, is like charismatic or transformational leadership, which is a super important area of research and theory. And it's rooted in the, in, in the concept of inspiring others, of, of, of inspiring, being a transformational kind of presence with people, which is, which is so, so important to consider. But, it's, not, but it's, it's that transformation, not for the sake of the transformation, but for the sake of doing the right thing in relationship to them. Um, and this is, this is where... Uh, Man, I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now. This is where this kind of hits the ground is that um, this is the trick. I'm about to give you a list of things that sacrificial leadership behaviors, like leaders who actually um, pay attention to the needs of others and do show empathy and um, have, have, are working hard at that connection to other folks and listening um, and putting themselves aside uh, in, in situations where it's necessary, but it's maintaining the, the capacity to remain courageous and strong and convicted in the midst of, of the reality they're facing. Here's some of the things that impacts, and then I'm going to give you the twist on it. We know that there is some impact on the emotional health of others within our organizations. We know that it affects the motivation to work. We know that it, there's increases in follower self-esteem, especially when the leader displays what's called a strong collective identification with the group. In other words, like if, if the leader has the trust relationship with the group, if that's what that collective identification means, I understand what's going on in the people who are, for whom I'm responsible, that it does, um, the actual self-esteem is increased of, of, of the whole group of people among them, that it increases actually follower pro-social behaviors, which is crazy because what it means is if it's model, it multiplies. But here's the twist. Here's what's crazy. And then I would just want to get you into some groups to talk about this for a few minutes is this, you can't do it for the sake of those outcomes. That's what's crazy about this, is anybody that tries to sell a book that says, be nice and get these outcomes. If we, try, if we motivate a leader to do it for the sake of the outcomes, we miss the point. So it's, it's this crazy sort of uh, embracing of the outcomes matter. But as soon as someone does it for those outcomes, it becomes what it's not. And so it's maintaining that tension between, because uh, people will say like, well, everything is selfish on some level. Everything sort of serves us. Yes, maybe. But what would it mean for us to invest in the development of a generation of leaders who could actually make, walk toward that tension that does, is this about me or not? And am I willing to sacrifice this? Am I willing to listen? Am I willing to speak up? That might be the sacrifice. And, and, let me tell you some of the things. So it's like the outcomes matter, but we can't do it for the sake of the outcomes. And I know some of you are asking questions about motivation, which is uh, something we'll, we'll talk about later. But let me just tell you very quickly, what is it that, what is it that these um, one thing that would help or a list of things that, where we know this development occurs? This is, and this looks like the leadership development liter literature. These kinds of leaders develop in crucibles as well as championships. 
So we have to give them space to pay attention to those moments. They will require, this will require incredible readiness for change. Um, they will be, they need to be invited into, they want to be invited into the harder questions, not just the simplified sort of five steps, but into the harder questions. Um, they will require a fortitude and a network of support like no one else because we're asking them to step straight into the storm. That's what this generation, when we're talking about leader development is gonna require in terms of getting these kinds of leaders out there. Um, they will require a crack, what I call a crack in the closed door behind which lies their reality. So it's not like open them up to full vulnerability now, but at least crack the door open and invite them in. Um, and they will require strong networks of support because we're asking people to step into significant leadership roles where they're going to take hits like never before when they hit the ground. So those are just a few things for you to think about related to this. And, um, and I'm excited for what, what, where this conversation will go next and, uh, and where this will go and, and excited for you to jump into that article too, as we continue this conversation together. So, Next is our spotlight from our live and interactive wild conversation. This is an interview with one of the leaders who was on the call for this topic, and we think you'll really enjoy their insights. Thanks for listening. We've just enjoyed getting to know, and many of you have, as James has been on the calls uh, quite often uh, over the last few months, getting to know you, James, over the last couple of months more deeply in these sessions and offline as well. Um, first off, you've got a great bookshelf behind you. Second, you've got a, a, an incredible life story and experience story. Could you quickly tell folks online what you do? And I would love to hear uh, what reflections you have as you consider sacrificial leadership for yourself in this season of life and work. I'm currently working as a member of the Senior Executive Service of the federal government in Washington, D.C. In that role, I serve all of the federal agencies in three areas. One is human capital, two, organization performance improvement, three, functional and technical training. I connect those agencies with industry contractors to perform that work for them. I'm in my fourth year of doing that work. It's humbling to know that you are three levels from the president of the United States in performing a service to the agencies. I live 35 miles west of Washington, D.C. As I reflected upon the conversation today, I will iterate what I stated in the breakout group. Upon reflection, I had to think, to what degree have I refused to give up something that's sacred to me? Hmm. I wonder the impact I could have had on other people if I would have had that question posed to me 40 years ago when I started in the workplace. Thank you, Rob, for distinguishing between servant leadership and sacrificial leadership. The big takeaway for me is around the degree to which we can be courageous and humble while meeting the needs of others while not focused on yourself. That points out the importance of being reflective every day, taking the time to set aside some quiet time to meditate on what's been planned for the day, project some potential outcomes from intentional actions that you want to make, try to execute accordingly. But at the same time, 
don't pass anybody over when you're watching them, even if it's the security guard at the desk. Take the time, walk slowly, listen not only to the cognitive, but the affective as well. Pay attention to those sensory actions that may bubble up as you're walking through the day, interacting with God's precious creation. Thanks for joining this Wild Conversation. If you'd like to learn more about Wild Leaders, visit us at wildleaders.org. If you want to purchase the Wild Toolkit, visit wildtoolkit.com. If you'd like to join the interactive live recording with other leaders, sign up at wildleaders.org backslash wildconversation. I'm Megan Lawrence. Have a great day.